booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. People speed there all the time. Yeah, but it's really sad. And on duty, Yonkers police sergeant killed in a crash involving a bus and seven injured in a school bus crash in Rockland County. Cautious optimism that inflation is slowing. The new CPI index at 0.2% for October. Congress votes to avert a nationwide rail strike. Ahead of Tuesday's special election in Georgia, more bombshell allegations against Republican candidate Herschel Walker. An alleged affair between two married Good Morning America hosts prompts emergency meetings between network executives. A Yonkers police officer killed in a multi-vehicle crash involving a bus in Westchester County on Thursday. This crash happened around 3.30 in the afternoon on Tuckahoe Road at the Sprain Brook Parkway overpass. A preliminary investigation finds the owner of a BMW sedan lost control and crossed into the opposite lanes, striking the sergeant's vehicle and a Westchester County Beeline bus. Here's a woman who witnessed the crash, who spoke to PIX11. I mean, it's sad. It's sad, but they need to do something about Takahoe, the road, because people speed there all the time. Yeah, but it's really sad. The officer, a 20-year, a four-year veteran of the department, was the sole occupant of his unmarked vehicle. He was transported to Jacoby Medical Center in critical condition and later died from his injuries. The driver of the bus suffered non-life-threatening injuries, and several of the roughly 30 bus passengers were treated at the scene for minor injuries. The accident under investigation. Meanwhile, police are also investigating a crash involving a school bus in Rockland County that sent seven children and the 37-year-old bus driver to area hospitals. It happened about nine yesterday morning on North Southgate Drive in New Hempstead. Officials say the bus ended up veering off the road, scraped against a telephone pole, and then struck a tree before crashing into two parked cars in a driveway. It then continued to roll down a hill, strike multiple trees, and then slammed into the corner of a house and came to a stop. The crash occurred on a street that had speed bumps installed recently after long-standing complaints about buses using residential roads as a shortcut, often at unsafe speeds. Neighborhood resident Josh Bernstein spoke to ABC7. If you look over there and you look down there, there's two very sharp turns. And unfortunately, cars and especially buses speed through them and it's very dangerous. A number of passengers on that bus were trapped and had to be rescued by first responders. Could inflation be cooling? The Commerce Department reported Thursday that the core personal consumption expenditures price index, a key measure of inflation, closely watched by the Federal Reserve, rose 0.2 percent in October, down from 0.5 percent in September. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said recently there was no sign inflation had slowed. The full effects of our rapid tightening so far are yet to be felt. Thus, it makes sense to moderate the pace of our rate increases as we approach the level of restraint that will be sufficient to bring inflation down. Several rate hikes by the Federal Reserve are credited with cooling the economy at a 40-year high when it hit 8.5% at the start of this summer. And on the flip side, the rate of job cuts in November was more than five times greater than a year ago. 
A nationwide rail strike averted. It could have meant a $2 billion a day crippling effect on the U.S. economy. The U.S. Senate voting Thursday 80 to 15 to send this agreement brokered in September to President Biden for his signature. Lawmakers didn't, though, tack on an amendment calling for paid sick leave. Four out of the 12 unions involved had been holding out for additional paid sick days, making a strike possible as soon as December 9th. Three of those unions had rejected the agreement. Here's U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Senators are working morning, noon and night to reach an agreement for us to act on this measure ASAP. The Senate cannot leave until we get the job done. And Democrats will keep working with Republicans to find a path forward that everyone can support. The administration wanted that bill on the president's desk by this weekend. Well, ahead of Tuesday's special runoff election in Georgia, there's another bombshell set of allegations that GOP candidate Herschel Walker, former NFL player, will have to try and defend. Five women who were previously romantically involved with Walker have now come forward to accuse him of deeply troubling violent behavior rampant infidelity and serial dishonesty. Former President Barack Obama made fun of Walker's vampires and werewolves comments while speaking at a rally for Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. In case you're wondering, by the way, Mr. Walker decided he wanted to be a werewolf. Which is great. As far as I'm concerned, he can be anything he wants to be. Except for a United States Senator. Prior to the midterm elections, there were reports as well. Walker, a pro-life candidate, had encouraged girlfriends to get abortions. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to What You Need to Know, GMA3, and it's Friday Eve. All ABC executives have been holding emergency meetings to address mayhem since news reports broke that Good Morning America anchors Amy Robach, who's white, and T.J. Holmes, who's black, both are married, are having an alleged affair, according to the New York Post. An appeals court on Thursday ruled that the appointment of a special master after the search of former President Donald Trump's Florida home was improper. The court determined that a lower court could not limit the U.S. Justice Department's investigation into the mishandling of White House records at Mar-a-Lago. So this ruling now paves the way for the release of some 22,000 pages of government documents stored at Trump's Florida home to Justice Department investigators. Former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara on the Cafe Insider podcast earlier this week. People who are formerly in office are simple private citizens like anyone else. There may be some claims of privilege with respect to some information from the time they were in office. But otherwise, they don't get special treatment. They don't get special privileges. They don't get special rights. The court rejected former president's claims that the documents, as he argues, could be protected by personal or executive privilege. The Cochise County, Arizona Board of Supervisors certified the county's election results yesterday. A state judge ruled that it was unlawful for two GOP supervisors not to certify the results by the state's legal deadline. Arizona's Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, the Democrat now, the state's governor-elect, sued Cochise County earlier this week after two GOP members on the board voted to delay certification. It was over an unsubstantiated conspiracy theory about the certification of voting machines. Her Republican opponent, Carrie Lake, has slammed the process. Well, I can't imagine our our version of Joe Biden, Katie Hobbs, would win <laughs> because she didn't even campaign. She hid in her basement. She's a twice convicted racist. I don't believe that people of Arizona would vote for her and that she would win. But if that's what happens at the end of the day, how do you certify an election that is this botched? 
The Luzerne County, Pennsylvania Elections Board as well similarly voted to certify that county's election results on Wednesday after it was sued for missing a state deadline. More trouble for Ye, formerly Kanye West, and anti-Semitic interview by conspiracy theorist Alex Jones with Ye Thursday is sparking condemnation. It comes a week after the rapper brought a white supremacist to dine with Donald Trump. Ye appeared on Jones's Infowars show with Nick Fuentes, his guest during the Trump dinner, a known racist and anti-Semite. Ye made a host of anti-Semitic comments with his face covered by a black mask repeating the lie that the Holocaust did not happen and praising Adolf Hitler. I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. New York Representative Lee Zeldin, one of the few Republican Jewish members of Congress who narrowly lost his bid for governor this year, condemned the rapper in a statement. And the Republican Jewish coalition slammed the Ye Fuentes appearance with Jones as well, who was recently ordered to pay $965 million in damages to those who suffered from his lie that the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre never occurred. NBA Lakers superstar LeBron James is calling out the media after Wednesday night's win. LeBron said he thought that media scrutiny was lacking after a 1957 photo surfaced of Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. The decades-old photo shows Jones among a group of white teens blocking six black students from entering an Arkansas high school. It seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo and i know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes i get it but it seemed like it's just been buried under like oh it happened okay we just we just move on and i was just kind of disappointed i haven't received that question from you guys and james said as a black man he feels like negative stories about his people get wide coverage while stories about white people get swept under the carpet he compared the scrutiny and coverage given to jones with that given to nba player kyrie irving Irving, of course, suspended for eight games by the Brooklyn Nets this season after he tweeted a link to a film containing anti-Semitic material. A French President Emmanuel Macron told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos that he believes that a negotiation is still possible with Russian leader Vladimir Putin to end Russia's invasion of Ukraine. In this interview, Macron talked about his visit to Washington, D.C. and reinforcing France as the oldest ally of the United States, especially during the war between Russia and Ukraine. I think President Putin made a huge mistake by launching this war because he had a political and diplomatic framework with Minsk agreement. There was a political and diplomatic process with involvement of the international community. And he decided on his own, based on a, on a fake narrative, saying NATO will use Ukraine to attack Russia, which is absolutely wrong. Macron spoke with Stephanopoulos ahead of meeting with President Joe Biden on Thursday for the first Biden-Harris state dinner of the Biden-Harris administration. Russia invaded Ukraine back on February 24th. Amid the worst unrest in communist China since Tiananmen Square protests, more Chinese cities eased antivirus restrictions yesterday. Some protesters have demanded that leader Xi Jinping resign over China's zero COVID-19 policy lockdowns. 
Asia expert Gordon Chang spoke to 77 WABC owner, operator and host John Katsimatidis earlier this week about the protests. Really right now, uh, China is unstable because people there um, have had enough of the Communist Party and they've had enough of Xi Jinping. Also, the death of former leader Jian Zemin this week could provide another opportunity for crowds to gather and potentially protest. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellis here with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We'll start on the ice here. It was the Devils suffering a rare loss at home to the Nashville Predators thanks to a three-goal second period out of the Devs to put them up a tally. This one would need overtime after Nashville's Michael Granlund netted the equalizer with just nine seconds left in regulation. From there was the Preds' Ryan Johansson, who assumed the hero's role, finding the back of the net just 33 seconds into the extra period to give Nashville the 4-3 win. Up next for the Devils is a trip to Philadelphia to face off the Flyers tomorrow night. As for your remaining local clubs, they'll both be back on the ice tonight. The Rangers get the Ottawa Senators at the Garden at 7 p.m. Eastern time, while the Islanders will be out in Elmont skating with the aforementioned Predators at 7.30. And looking forward to, uh, to the hardwood action tonight as well, as the Nets will be balling in Brooklyn at 7.30 p.m. with the Toronto Raptors. As for the Knicks, they're off until tomorrow when the Dallas Mavericks come into town for an early afternoon bout. And kicking off week 12, it was the Buffalo Bills covering the spread on Thursday Night Football as they leave Foxborough with a 24-10 victory over the Patriots. Locally on the gridiron this weekend, both teams play in Sunday's 1 p.m. slate of games as the Jets are in Minnesota taking on the Vikings as three-point underdogs. Here was Jets head coach Robert Sala on what he expects to see from Minnesota. They're damn good. There's a reason why they're uh, the record they have. They've beaten everybody in our division. Um, they beat Miami. They beat Buffalo. They beat New England. They're, they're very talented. Um, offensively, they've got skilled players. They're very well coached. Um, defensively, they're very veteran, uh, very smart. They play a smart style of football. So um, it's going to be a challenge. As for the Giants, they will be one-and-a-half-point home underdogs with the Washington Commanders coming into town. Big-time NFC East implications in that one. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. A mixed day of trading yesterday to start the final month of the year. The Dow Jones Industrials down nearly 200 points, dragged lower by big retail losses yesterday, both the S&P and NASDAQ finishing mostly flat. Wall Street and the Federal Reserve watching closely today's unemployment report for November. Economists expect 200,000 jobs added last month. Job growth has stalled recently between layoffs and hiring freezes, but the labor market remains strong. The unemployment rate still hovering near a 50-year low. The central bank watching the hot labor market and rising wages as they try to control inflation. Twitter reportedly offering incentives to get advertisers to spend more money since Elon Musk's takeover a number of high-profile companies that pulled their ads. Twitter maintains that none of its policies have changed. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. They're mixed as well. The Dow down five points, 0.1% at 34,424. S&P down, oh, now it's just kicked back up, up a point. And the NASDAQ down four and a quarter points. Gold down a dollar eighty at $1,813.40. As for crude oil, just down a penny at $81.21. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time is 520. Sentencing for the unlicensed scooter driver who fatally struck actress Lisa Baines. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. A state Supreme Court judge handed down the sentence to 27-year-old Brian Boyd on Wednesday. Boyd left the crime scene of the accident in June of 2021, and surveillance videos showed he ran a red light and struck Baines on a West 64th Street crosswalk. The 65-year-old actress died from her injuries 10 days after the accident. Baines appeared in the movie Gone Girl and dozens of other films, television programs, and stage shows. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Well, students at City College in Harlem are on alert after a fellow student was arrested for allegedly threatening he would shoot up the school and later release without bail. Police confirmed that 20-year-old Din Bajrek Teravik was arrested the Friday after Thanksgiving for making this alleged terroristic threat via text message. Student Julius Anderson spoke to NBC4. I like going into school that day. It was a little scary, like having to, like having this in mind. I always knew about shooter threats and like school shootings and everything, but I never really thought that it would affect like a place that I attend. City University public safety officials sent out a warning to the school community stating uh, public safety immediately acted on the threat with the NYPD and the FBI and the student was promptly identified and arrested. The man was apprehended just two days after authorities said he sent out the online threats. One of the messages read, when I shoot up the school, know who is to blame. He's charged with second degree aggravated harassment as a hate crime, among other charges. Baj Ratervik is also under a restraining order and has been suspended and barred from campus. He is due back in court January 11th. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, says New York City's housing shortage is hurting economic growth. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. Governor Hochul says major cities are far surpassing New York City when it comes to housing. She says cities like Seattle and Washington are developing housing units at a rate two to four times higher than New York City. Jobs are plentiful, but where are the workers supposed to live? It's not just major cities, with Hochul saying suburbs in New Jersey are investing in housing at far higher rates than Long Island and Westchester. She says New York is at risk of losing talent since the state has the jobs but doesn't have the housing. The governor plans to address the issue in the new year. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A massive fire leveled a Salvation Army store and drop-off center in Union City, New Jersey, Thursday night, the Inferno at 900 John F. Kennedy Boulevard. Union City resident Anthony Lamont smelled the smoke in his apartment. I look in the back of my kitchen window and I can see the buildings behind me. So I'm thinking... I knew it was a fire somewhere, but I'm thinking maybe it's one of those buildings because I couldn't see any light, only smoke. No injuries were reported. The cause of the fire has not been officially determined. Firefighters did prevent the spread of the fire to neighboring buildings, though the soaring flames didn't make it easy. 
Well, New Jersey officials are investigating after a truck with anti-Muslim messaging was spotted across the state. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. At least two incidents were reported Saturday when the truck circled the Muslim Center of Middlesex County in Piscataway, drawing Mayor Brian Waller's attention. It appears now that uh, old world um, hatred and uh, animosity and sectarian um, hatred has now filtered in to the new world, meaning to the United States. The truck was also seen at North Brunswick Islamic Center and possibly in Edison. The truck carries a digital billboard that shows images of the 2008 attacks in Mumbai, India. Muslim advocates are asking mosques to review footage to see if there is any evidence that could help investigators. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. On New York City's schools, Chancellor David Banks announced a system-wide effort to reimagine school special education programs to better serve students. Our students with disabilities and their families deserve public schools that see them and can meet their unique needs and prepare them for both futures. A $205 million investment will be made to expand current programs and create new initiatives. The idea is to provide better individualized education programs for students and their families. Programs like the ASD Nest and Horizon and the Seed Pilot Program, just a couple that will receive additional aid to introduce the programs to more classrooms to serve more students with things like autism and intense sensory needs. A new special education advisory council also will be created to identify gaps in current instruction and programs so that all students with disabilities have consistent access to resources they need to achieve alongside their classmates. The family of a fallen World War II hero from New York City has learned the remains of Tech Sergeant John M. Carroll have now been positively identified nearly 80 years after he died during the war. The government's defense POW MIA accounting agency, which recovers American military personnel listed as prisoners of war or missing in action from past conflicts around the world, confirmed the remains. This comes two weeks after the remains of another World War II hero, Army Lieutenant John Heffernan, were identified and buried in Brooklyn. His nephew, Andrew McVeigh, spoke to ABC7. The plane was at low level, got hit by anti-aircraft fire, you know, crashed, uh, blew up. Um, the uh, the, the uh, everyone was evidently killed in the wreck. The native New Yorker was a member of the U.S. Army Air Forces, serving as a radio operator on a bomber on August first, nineteen forty-three. The aircraft was hit by anti-aircraft fire and crashed during Operation Tidal Wave near Romania. After 79 years, scientists were able to use circumstantial evidence along with dental and other DNA analysis to confirm Carol's identity. His remains will be buried at Arlington National Cemetery. Well, you can't make this one up. The United Nations, yes, the United Nations is awarding special protected status to, listen to this one, the French baguette. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. UNESCO, the UN's cultural body, announced on Wednesday that the baked artisanal bread has been officially recognized on their list of, quote, intangible cultural heritage. The baguette joins other protected culinary traditions from around the world, including Neapolitan pizza, kimchi, the Mediterranean diet, and Belgian beer. UNESCO's director general says the baguette's protected status will ensure that the artisanal way of baking is passed on to the next generation. 
For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.